Discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better get yourself a golly t-shirt, buddy. My name is Orange. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me his name. The blackest eyes. Keep away. That's always mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. Be my victim. Everybody, welcome back to Troglodyte Podcast. Was that good enough for you? Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was good. Okay, I am Loki Jesse. I guess it's Tim. Tim, wait, is that how I say it, or I say it like this? I have no idea. I don't remember. Okay, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Can't complain. It is insanely hot. Yeah, it's like it is. You know, it is so hot now these past few weeks. Yeah. That I am drinking water in our recordings. That is true. You normally have your big gulp. Right? Yes. And I do that because, like, even though I love soda and stuff, I am not that stupid word cause to drink soda in the heat. I am um, continuing to drink Liquid Death. Yeah. Your sparkly water. My uh, my newfound love. Yes. Um, This one is sparkly water, though. Yeah. yeah. Sparkly water. Yeah, I can see in the can. But um, this one's white. A dollar cheap. Really? Than the um, original, no, 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 a dollar cheaper than the Skyra. The Skyra. So you you get two for four of the Skyra. Mm-hmm. This is two for three. Oh, well, as soon as my following paycheck, um, you know, I probably will I have enough. You to don't get... have to buy me anything. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, you know what they're coming out with? What's up? They're coming out with new Kidder Clown Pops. Have really? you seen those? No. Yes, they're coming out with um. So they're coming out with with Bibbo that has the the pizza boxes with the clown in the boxes, like you know, candy, cotton candy, and somebody. They're coming out with um, Fatso that has a gun, and then they're coming out with uh, another one. So and then there's also like the Ruby that come that comes with like the the mini poster. I've never watched the movie. Oh, that's something we're gonna watch soon. Dun, okay. dun, dun. And they're coming out with a new. Um, Eric Draven, the Crow Pop. Oh, they're coming out with three, three different ones. There's one that that's gonna have the base with the, with the fire symbol, and then there's one that's gonna come with the guitar, and then there's one for each that's gonna be like on a tombstone. So, I'm curious to know who owns the rights to the likeness of the Crow, right? The film rights or the. Or the, the, comic. The, the, the likeness. The likeness. So is the pop going to be looking more like Brandon Lee? Or is it going to look more like the comic book? I think this new one is going to be more like Brandon Lee in a sense because the the original one looked more... Well, next you know, the original pop of the crow was a little bit like Brandon Lee. Okay. I, I have it somewhere. So, okay, so then my my second question is, do they have to ask uh, the the estate of Brandon Lee 
So like the Lee family, right? No, no. I I think because since like the pop doesn't really have much of a of a likeness likeness, uh huh. It's just it, they don't really like go like too much into features. Yes, they just go with like the the design so, and stuff. So like um like the doctors, right? Yeah. Uh, is probably the reason why they haven't done the second, the third, the fourth. No, they have. They've done the fourth. Yes, the fifth, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, what is either they're waiting, right, or um, they haven't gotten permission to do the likeness. Maybe, but I know. I I I. It just it looks something like well. For my opinion and what I've seen, like, you know, like the, the, um, uh, sorry, uh, the fifth Peter, uh, Peter Davidson, you know, would probably give out his likeness since his son-in-law is the 10th. Uh-huh. And, uh, Colin Baker, like, <laughs> I think he would like it. And so would, um, Sylvester McCoy. You sure? I don't know. I mean, I think so. McGowan, yeah. Paul McGowan. Just actually, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. You never know, though. You never know. Because uh, maybe they're just waiting. Wait, wait. Maybe like for the sixtieth thing, they'll release them. Yeah, or they'll, they'll say something. Because, because, so for the first doctor, you can. I know this is probably very riveting conversation between yes. us. Yes. Um, you can kind of say that. Well, this one doesn't look like the original one. It looks like the the guy that's currently playing the first doctor. Yeah, uh, Bagley. Yeah, Doug Bagley, right? Or no, or Bradley. 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 Yeah, or Brady. Bradley. Bradley. Okay, Doug Bradley. Wait, isn't uh, that the Hellraiser guy? No. Now I gotta have to look at this. No, no, no. Doug Brad Doug something is, is the Hellraiser guy. Um Bradley is uh the guy from Harry Potter. Oh. Well Harry Potter and um what's that film? Um The Cornwall Corn Dog The The Egger the first three Egger films with um Simon Pegg and um Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. So uh, oh yes, David Bradley. David Bradley. Yeah, I was way off. Yep. Yeah. So yes, they're they're coming out with some exciting pops. Um, hopefully they'll come out with a uh, master. Um, Andy and the Masters will do. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Delgado. Yeah, or um, Sims. Sims. Or, or uh, I Missy. Miss. No, they already came out with Missy. Oh really? Maybe uh, they'll come out with a different Missy. Oh. So um, okay. Uh, what, what else do we have on our docket? Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, let's just get into it. Okay, so, uh, today's film is, uh, my pick, my choice. I wanted to do something classic and I'll get more into it. Um, I chose the 1964, uh, Roger Corman directed, uh, The Mask of the Red Death. It is um, Vincent Price, and like I said, Roger Corman film film production, and it's uh ah. Well, what did you think? Did you fall asleep on it, or did uh, you? No, no, it's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. You didn't fall asleep. Okay, no, no, no. That's I, a... I skipped a couple times, but but um, yeah. I didn't fall asleep. Oh, okay. Um, fuck. I should go back to our list. See what see what's what's the definition of skip again? Uh, it, it, kind of just some boring parts. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I didn't hate it, really, you know. Okay, well, I um I chose this film because I wanted to do something a little different, um, and go a little back in our horror 
in our horror film history, I guess yes. you'd say, in our down in a down road horror um, cinema, and I don't know, like we never done a Vincent Price film, and this was like one of his good ones. I like to, I consider this one of his good ones. Okay, out of all the ones, and it's also based on um an Edgar Allan Poe story. Actually, it's two stories that are based on, like you know, are kind of put into this. Although the Mask of the Red Death takes more um priority, but. I gotta say, this is a good film. I remember. Would the other one be the the Fall of uh, the House of Usher? Yes. Well, that's the first one that they did, the the House of Usher, but they did never. Um, I think that that was the first one they did with Vince. Oh, that it was uh the the pit. It was no, it was uh, it was hot. it was the House of Usher, and then it was the Pit and the Pendulum. Then it was the Mask of Red Death, and uh, yeah. These are good films. Um, what did you, um, so, um, where do I go with this? Oh, okay, yeah, summary. Summary. <laughs> it, it, you are definitely on the ball today. Yeah, it is such a long, okay. Okay, a little bit behind the curtain. Um, I woke up today and my cell phone was disconnected for a bit. So, um, long story short, um, it did get reconnected, <gasps> but Sorry. it was just, oh, yeah. That's how serious Tim takes I, my Y'all going to fucking hear me be burping today because I am drinking sparkling water. Um, for, uh, for the ones that are in, actually interested in uh, what my current drinking... Uh, He's drinking piss. I am drinking... Sparkling yellow piss water. I'm drinking liquid death. Sparkling water straight from the Alps. Uh, sponsor us. The murder Al- your death. Murder, murder, <laughs> murder your thirst. <laughs> Uh, sponsors, or just send us cases. Yes, so that way Jesse doesn't have to be buying me drinks. <laughs> okay, you gotta define drinks because like people uh, think talking about mixed drinks. Uh, he or beers. keeps me, he keeps me drunk, so I keep coming back. <laughs> I have a problem. You do have a problem. Um, oh, it's funny you're drinking. Uh, you're drinking liquid death, and we're talking about the mask of red death. Yeah. I know. <laughs> That's why I did it. No, nah, that's not why you did you're it. Welcome. You, you did it because you want you're you're cheap and you, you like it. I'm cheap. These are good waters. Okay. Well, so I'm cheap. I'm drinking like you know yeah, great value like water from Walmart. Walmart. It's actually good. Bitch ass. Nah, I know. Okay, so the Mask of the Red Death is about a. It's based on the story of Edgar Allan Poe, although it's not fully ad- adapt adapted from the story. Um, it is a Roger Corman film, so liberties were taken. Um, just the title and other stuff, but it's basically about this um, cor- corrupt prince that um, has a big ball. Then he invites all like the high privileged people around the countryside to um, to celebrate and bask because he thinks that um, he can protect them, everybody from the Red Death, um, which is a plague that is attacking the village and everywhere, and. Everybody like delights in well in the castle like all the the royals and the regal people just like indulge and drink and wine and debauchery and the uh, prince Prosper that was his name right that's how you say it, right Prosper or Prosper Prospero Prospero yeah he he's a Satanist Prospero Prospero so he believes that like you know his his um um his altar to Satan, the Lord of Flies, and Prince, Prince of Darkness, will protect them all from the from the plague of the Red Death, 
and he takes uh, a girl, a village girl named Francesca, and her her lover or her betrothed, um, Gino, and her father, with them to the castle, and he tries. He's tempting Francesca to forsake her faith in God, and he's trying to get Gino and Francesca's father to kill each other. Uh, in the midst of it, we have um the the Prospo's um consort or like you know his side piece trying to um win him back from francesca but like he's so intrigued by francesca because of her faith and her innocence and he wants to corrupt it and during the big ball like he has like the another person who's trying to conspire with from him uh alfredo i think that's his name alfredo yeah and then like he oh god he's a creepy guy like he's kind of lusting over a tiny dancer, but then when she spills drink on his drink on him, he you know, you know slaps her, and then the um. You were gonna say bitch slap her, weren't you? No, I was gonna he slap. It was bitch were, slap never even came to mind, but yeah, it would look like a bitch slap. You fucking stuttered. <laughs> so um, the tiny dancer's um, I guess you could say husband or boyfriend, like the uh. Was this called Leapfrog or Hogtoad or Hogfrog? Hop Todd. Yes. Um, he conspires to Jesse, to take. I did watch the movie. I watched this movie three times. And okay, the film ends with the death actually coming in and taking everybody away. There, let's get into it. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about. Uh, let, let's get let's go let's, let's go talk about. Let's get right into this. Okay, let's. I want to point out. Um. Real fast, Hop Toad or Hopscod. Okay, Hop Todd. Yeah. Did he not? Okay, like at this, in this. Yes. In films like this, where they feature, for they for it's featured of a little person. Yes. They never have them. They're never really portrayed as intelligent or conniving or sneaky. Okay. And this was nice to see, you know, uh an actor who is able to, you know, let's just say it. He was like the guy from the, he was like Peter Dinklage and Game of Thrones. He was like the first Peter Dinklage at Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like he was smart. Yeah. It's like, you know, like he drinks and he knows things. Is that, is that his tagline? <laughs> I never watched Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. You're I the Game of Thrones expert. I Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, I'm sorry. Yes, now sorry. you're messing up the you instruments. You you're falling asleep. Okay, go back in there. You can cut this out. Okay. So, you never watched the Game of Thrones, but you only watch like, the House of Dragons? Uh, House, of, House of Dragons, yes. So, how could you see... Because how, how, it's a prequel, well, so it doesn't matter. Okay. I, I thought you were watching it because it's a game no. of... So, then you never... You didn't waste, like, everybody else all that time on Game of Thrones? No. You were so you weren't one of the ones that was disappointed with the season eight. No. So then you don't know what happened to Peter Dinklage's role. I do. Oh, what happened to him? He becomes a uh, hand of the king. Okay. So do you know what that means? No. Okay. Um. So throughout his entire, um, he's pretty much playing everybody. Yeah. But also trying to just his father never loved him. And there's theories that he was never really his father's son. That he might be someone else's son, but he is kind of like 
he's called, he's a dwarf, right? Yeah. And in the in the in the books, um, he's said to be really really ugly. Yes. Obviously, in the show, he's not because it's Peter Dinklage and he's a yeah. beautiful man. Yes. Um, but no, no. So he can. He's pretty much like the only one in his family that like ends up living, and he does play, um, pretty much like the Game of Thrones, which yes. is that he secures himself to be able to, um, continue to live and continue to have power. Now yes. he's also one of the only ones that is kind of a bad guy, but not really. Towards the end, he kind of becomes a better person. So. Him playing the game at the end doesn't really give him, like, like his family is all dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, his lineage is fucked. Because there's no more Lannisters, which is who he is, right? Okay. Um, but that's pretty much it. So, he played everybody. I don't know if Hop Todd or Hop Toad or whatever yeah. played people like that. But he did play that one guy that was trying to conspire against his boss. Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel, uh, maybe I'm wrong in this, like, people let me know out there. Um, maybe George R. Martin took influence from this film for Peter Dinklage's character. Who knows? But that's my theory, because, you know, that character stood out to me. I mean, it stood out to me, and again, like, at this time, like, you know, little people, actors were treated as the jokes of films and stuff, and they weren't really given a prominent like i'm not saying his role was like prominent but it was a prominent role backtrack on that but it was just very it was just like very cool and cunning but his um the tiny dancer esmeralda um that actually was a little girl so yeah they just had to like dub her with an adult voice they, they dubbed a female an older woman's voice yeah which makes um, Alfredo's um, lingering stare on her more real creepy now. Oh, he was creepy. He's definitely creepy. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was like the... like I want to say he was like the mole of the group. <laughs> yeah, I'm making a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the Simpsons fans. But, <laughs> yeah, he he was easily deceived or he was easily to play. Yeah. He's all... Yeah. Yeah, he's all... Y'all uh, Peter, welcome. <laughs> Peter. Y'all, Tim's opening the slick with them. <laughs> y'all welcome for that. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about man himself, Peter Vincent. The man. Deep me, Peter so, Vincent. I I didn't personally know who the fuck he is. Really? Yeah. So I know him because of Scooby Doo. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Michael Jackson thriller. Oh no, the, he comes out. No, he does like the rapping voice at the end. No idea. Yeah, and he does the evil laugh at the end, you know, like... But you need no doors to find God. If you believe... Believe? If you believe, my dear Francesca, you are gullible. Can you look around this world and believe in the goodness of a God who rules it? Famine, pestilence, war, disease, and death. They rule this world. There is also love and life and hope. Very little hope, I assure you. Okay, this is towards the end. I just paused the recording to get this out there. So this is towards the end of the Thriller song. There's more to it, but like, yeah. (laughs) 
You do not own the rights to this song. We do not own it. They will fuck us if yeah. they ever find out we have this song. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this is going on pretty long. Yeah. There's I, a- I think it's like seven seconds before you get sued. Too late now. Who's gonna report us? Um, people. Yeah. Just want to do it. We could just cut it to that voice. I'm just putting that out there. No, it's too late now. We're in. We're in it. We're in it to win it. I'm not. I am. So here's a here's a terrible fact. He did not get paid anything for that. Really? Yes. He got. Um. It just sucks because that's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Um. I think he didn't get paid. They well on um. On the podcast, uh, Kevin Smith's podcast with um, Ralph Garden, um, they kind of make fun of it because, like, he kind of makes fun of the way um, Vincent Price talks and it kind of does an imitation, like, to get in your uh, neighborhood or I don't know. Um, he says that Vincent Price didn't get paid for anything or he claims. So, but yes, that's uh, that's Vincent Price, man. And I do remember the Scooby Doo episodes. That, yeah, that, that Scooby Doo and the Thirteen uh, Ghosts. I I recognize his voice. He not, was like, not, so I knew he was like the Doctor Strange of Scooby Doo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, 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 sure. I wonder if Doctor Strange was based on Scooby. I mean, Scooby Doo on, on Vincent Price. I don't fucking know. I mean, I think Doctor Strange was from the sixties, so you know, to cut like Vince McMahon has that little mustache, and yeah. they say like he was like a like a forties bad guy, uh-huh. but maybe like he took influence from. Um, from um, I mean, Doctor Strange used to be um, an Asian. Yeah, and they became British. Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't British. He's American. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, the actor that plays Doctor I mean, so Strange. This was like the first time you ever seen Vincent Price like in his glory. Fuck you. Oh, talking. Yeah, I am talking, dude. Like it's a podcast. We're supposed to talk. Fucking around. Yeah, fucking around. Um, You're kidding us, no, man. Well, I mean, okay. Besides Scooby Doo, yeah, this is the first time that I've ever seen him. Like in, I mean, I've seen pictures of him. I know who he was. Yes, but because of Scooby Doo, not because of like seen any of his movies. But you never seen like the um, Edward Scissorhands? Because he's yeah, the inventor. Was he the old man? Yeah. Okay. That well, was that was that was basically his last film. That's as pretty much as far as I've gotten then. Okay. Oh boy, then I have a world to show you a Vincent Price. Because okay. like it was either gonna be this one or the pit and the pendulum. But I kinda went with the mask of red death because um you kinda had mentioned in our um but I'm a cheater episode uh-huh. um the colors and also like the the visual colors and he also you know call back to when we did the what's that one called oh, Blood and Red Blood and Black Lace. He also mentioned the cutters oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of that film. So I thought, well, this is kind of cool. Because, like, you know, the cutters in this film are really good. Especially when he's taking Frances, when, when uh, Prosco, whatever, is... I'm just going to say Price. When Price is taking Francesco through, like, the rooms, you know, you see, like, the white... The, the yellow room, the white room, the purple room, the red room. Was there a red room? I don't know. And then the black... No, yeah, the black room. So it's... It's just really good. Like, you know, like they, they they took like three. If I read it right, they did like they had to build those rooms within three sound sets to connect them. Okay. So it's just like, 
And this was all done in England. This is like, uh, Roger Corman. That's okay. Um, jumping out of Vincent Price for a bit. Um, so Roger Corman was the one that directed the original, um, Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. So he, um, he's a well known director, uh, in the Hollyweird. A lot of people got his start from him, you know, like we mentioned before when we were, when we were talking the musical Little Shop of Horrors, Jack Nicholson, um, what's it called? Um, Dick, I forgot the guy's name. Dick Van Dyke. Dick Mitter. Dick Mitter. Yes. Dick Miller, yes. Yes. And, um, just like, uh, James Cameron, they all, like a lot of people, uh, um, what's this guy, the Godfather's guy? Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. He got his, uh, work started with, uh, Roger Corman. And there's this um, a video on YouTube. Well, it's like a video. It's like a. Uh, it's from a. It's from Dark Corners. Of the the channel's like Dark Corners. Dark Corners of my of my six that world. Let's look for Dark Corners. Anyway, they have a video discussing the school of Roger Corman, and he literally like he's a penny pincher. So he like kind of like makes people do multiple jobs to save money on sets, and he kind of slices his cuts and stuff. But he does, it's kind of like a movie factory. Like, you know, he, like, wants to, like, yeah, shoot yeah. stuff out. It's hard to explain because uh, I don't even I, explain I, it. No, no, I'm just saying I, I can't even explain it. But okay, just a lot of great actors have came out through him. And his early stuff, like, his films are hit and miss. But this was a time when, like, he was, you know, he wanted to do good films. Well, he's, I don't know. Because, like, in the 70s, he took advantage of the exploitation stuff, the women in prison, black exploitation, kung fu exploitation, and then horror stuff. But him doing... I mean, if if we were to see his, a film of his in the 80s or 70s, and you compare it to this, of uh, the the Mask of Red Death or the Pit and Pendulum, you would see a huge departure to what he would do. Or how he just does filming now. Okay. Because it's just like, you know, to make a quick buck. Like, he literally, he's been making now, like, the, that Sharktopus films. Yeah, uh, um, I'm, I'm looking at them right now, actually. Okay. So, but for him, and Vincent... The, the, so, um, I'm seeing here that he is called the, the King of B-Movies. Oh, yeah. Because he's okay. done a lot. Like, he's, like, his films... So tell me about that. What what does that mean? Well, B films are like you know, like the sci-fi, like the like the fifties and sixties B movies were like kind of like raunchy, like like double bill films. Well, well, I guess does B stand for the bad films? I gotta look that up. Um, no, I should maybe. That up. I don't. I don't know. Um, I feel like a lot of like B horror will like be set as kind of like um. Like second class. Okay, so B film stands for a low budget movie. There we go. Um, used for used as a companion to the main attraction in a double feature. So it's kind of like, it's I guess you could say it's kind of like the appetizer to like the main film. So, and boy, he has under his umbrella, he's done so much. Like, there's Galaxy of Terror. That's an eighties. Oh yeah, we should do that one later in the in the, in the year. Galaxy sure. of Terror. We should totally do like a contrast of Roger Corman's like uh, stuff from the sixties, seventies, yeah. and eighties and nineties. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but 
it's just like this is very stylized. I, I like to think it was. It is. I, I, it, it's it's um for a because I want I'm I'm curious on what the the budget was for this. Okay. This Scarlatti thought of himself as a good man in many things. And he thought of his wife as pure and unassailable. I give her to you to do it as you please. I've already had that doubtful pleasure. And we're back, and we're not able to find the budget for this film. It's not, it's... Yeah, uh, so, uh, super weird. Um, definitely trying to look for the... I guess, like, how much it costs, how much they spent. Can't find any of the fucking numbers on this bitch for some fucking reason. Um, I, I, I'm sure, listen, if it's considered a B, a B movie, um, I'm sure it was kind of, like, considered a, ah, uh, you know, maybe not too much money was spent on this. Uh, though I feel like yes I mean first of all from what I know about Vincent Price um, uh, the man's a legend right yes not everybody comes out in Scooby-Doo which is my gauge for if you're famous or not <laughs> because it, it pretty much I, I mean listen John Cena uh, fucking uh, it kiss, yeah. right? The guys from Supernatural came out of Scooby Doo, or actually Scooby Doo came out an episode of of Supernatural. Fucking Batman and Robin. Uh, so that's pretty much how you know that you're famous. Yeah, if you're not on Scooby Doo, then you're a fucking loser. Is what I'm saying. Um. So, Vincent Price was on it. And his name, by the way, uh, so I'm just going to be spewing out Scooby-Doo uh, 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 stuff uh, because that's pretty much what I grew up on and I love Scooby-Doo. Um, his name on the show was Vincent Van Gogh and he was pretty much playing a version of himself uh, but hyped up to, like, the max. Uh, it's fucking funny. Uh <laughs> He also plays, he plays a, like, a horror movie actor that's scared of a horror movies. <laughs> so it's, like, that's, it's fucking hilarious. And it, it's genuinely funny. Um, let's see. Uh, the 13 Ghost. And then it was the return of the 13 Ghosts. And then he did a lot of, like, um, kind of, like, voice acting for them. And then I guess they have someone to do Vincent Price's voice or like a rendition of Vincent Price's voice. Because I know on the most recent Scooby-Doo, he came out as like himself or as a caricature of Vincent, Vincent Price. Maybe it was Ralph Garden. Uh, probably. Of of uh, uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Where, um, and that's, you know, those are my two minutes. Then Jesse hits me, me if I talk too much. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's it for Scooby Doo on my part. No, you don't need, need to talk more. Um, excuse me, now I'm burping that up. You're welcome. Yeah, no, thank you. That's uh very good. Um, no, um, I'll go back to the closet now. No, stay here. We gotta keep this going for another few more minutes. A few more, uh, <laughs> at least another twenty minutes. I gotta keep this chain there. No, okay. Um, so it's weird that this doesn't have a 
uh, we don't we're not able to see the numbers on this film, not even on the numbers dot dot com. Or yeah, dot well, that's what I thought. That's and then I also like at. IMDb or the AGI or AFGI or like there's just like, no numbers here. But it it is this film is really highly regarded. I mean, it hasn't on Rotten Tomatoes because I thought maybe it's in Rotten Tomatoes. It's not, but it has an eighty nine percentage of Rotten Tomatoes in freshness. And a 67 in the audience score. Also, who really like okay. likes Rotten Tomatoes in my point? But, you know, that's just me. Well, you know, some people you know, some people like to have the... Some, some people are nerds. Well, some people like Rotten Tomatoes on a Rotten Side. I'm just saying. <laughs> Is, do you like Rotten Tomatoes? Um, let's see. On IMDb, they have a metric system. So that's what metrics does it have. It has a 6.9 rating on IMDb with their metrics. Uh... It's a great film. I think what I liked about this film, seeing it, because I saw this like three times. Um, the first time, because I hadn't seen it in a long time. The second time was because Pluto TV was messing up. And then the third time was, you know, again, for this show. Okay. But um, just... And, and a, a co- um, Nolan, you remember Nolan from the Infinity Apparel? Uh, Chris Nolan, yes. Yes. Um... He said that this is one of the books he teaches. Well, he's an English teacher, so this is something that he he taught yeah, in um, uh, in school, during, well, in his class during October. No, and then the, the day of his death, we'll read. Um, they'll read, um, uh, Edgar Allan Poe books, and okay. this is part of the curriculum. Oh, cool! And then on his birthday, they'll do the Raven. Oh, which is January. Cool. Um, I think it's right after you come back from uh, the winter vacation. Yeah, they'll read the Raven. It's like a th- whole thing, and then mm-hmm. on on the day of his death, so during October, on teachers, you know, you kind of kind of hyping up the Halloween stuff, you know, yes. kind of creepies. Um, they'll do a couple. It's it's part of the curriculums. It's so it's not. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, they'll do the um, they'll do a couple of them. Yeah, I, I've read the, uh, the obviously the uh, Fall of the House of Usher, obviously the Raven, um, Telltale Heart, Telltale Heart. You ever read the Black Cat? This Black Cat is really good. Black Cat, yeah. Um, I actually did a production of Telltale Heart uh, w- w- as a band. Oh, cool! So the marching band, we did the production of the Telltale Heart. Wow, it's really cool. Um, yeah, consider. Okay, so um, see, then you lost me. Lost my train of thought now. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're still restored. You're good, bitch. Um, Fuck you. <laughs> bitch ass motherfucker. This is the last time I fucking talk. No, no, I keep on talking. No, 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 we need I you to talk getting, more. I keep getting in trouble. You keep, you keep, you, I need you. I keep getting silence here. But I gotta ask, like, oh, yes. Now I remember what Nolan said that there's like the parallels of this film are somewhat uh, reminiscent of what, of what we went through with the pandemic, with the COVID. And the Red Death. I right, come on, you gotta talk about this. Snap out of it. I'll get you some more liquid death. All right. <laughs> Bitch ass. Yeah, you're, you're making, you're, you're touching the microphone, the microphone, you're touching the wire in the microphone. There you go. Okay. Um. Yes. Like, what do you think? Of, what, what do you think of that? Like, do you see like just just the whole thing about like. Separating yourself from people that are infected, but also um, like getting like in close quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people had COVID parties when COVID started. Yeah, to try to get themselves sick, which was stupid. And then a lot of people died because of that. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. The elites were locked up in their uh, houses. Yeah. Away from all the pores. And um, and then they watched all the um, old old people and the fat people and the brown people and the dark people die. Yeah. And you know what? This is also kind of like of um like an earlier um rendition of the of the the purge also. Really? I'm curious. Well, again, like you know, the elite already you know are isolating themselves. You know, they think they're going to be protected in their own, you know, their their castle, their, their security and all this stuff and they don't. And also um, well, let's just get into that. Let's just focus on that right now. Like, they did. They they really thought that, you know, like, they were going to be safe. You know, like, Prince, Prince Prosper, Prosperity, whatever. Paspal. Prosper. Prosper, like, you know, like, you know, offered them safety. Yeah. Safety from Satan. Yeah. And, you know, that didn't help them at the end. But, you know, it's just like, it's, it, it's something that that has been shown in the past and it still continues to be shown now. I mean, I mean, you know, we get it in films like this and the purge and then was like, you know, the people throwing COVID parties or like throwing like, you know, like vaccine, vaccine parties and stuff, thinking they'll be safe and stuff when they're not. Like, I mean, that was, it just yeah, blows my mind. No, no, this is real life, man. Yeah. And, and now we get to the debauchery of it, you know, like, even though this was the 60s, you know, just the way that these people felt entire, especially Prosper, like, you know, since he was, since they were guests at his Vincent. Okay, especially Vincent, since, you know, he was the one that was offering them safety, he got them to do anything. So, you know, spe- so I'm curious if you got the line that he said, he invited all of his rich friends to yeah. kill them. No? I, I, you didn't get it. I heard it, but I thought he was saying that to the Red Death as like a as a way to no, because he still thought that was a servant to Satan. Okay, so he was like, I brought these motherfuckers here, and I'm waiting for you to kill them all. I I, I took it as more like you know I brought like like you know like he's losing favor so. He'll say, like, you know, he tried try to spin it around saying, I brought these people for y'all to kill these souls. That's what I saw. That's that, that's how I took it. That he was, since since the Red Death, since he thought the Red Death was a messenger of Satan, uh-huh. like, I took it as, like, he was losing favor from Satan. So he spun it around and said, like, oh, I brought these people. I, I you know, I, I, you know, I tempted them and blah, blah, blah. But... Your, maybe. your take is pretty good too because like maybe he did like maybe his intentions were to like bring these people to to to, to you know to ruin I mean it could be taken in like in different ways but it's a pretty it's an it's a interesting idea well idea it's a concept of it okay why are you looking at me like that you disagree okay well, I'm, I'm listening I'm listening well I mean like <laughs> Okay, like when he makes that man, when he makes the man like act like a pig, yes, for his amusement. Yeah, well, he has no respect for any of them. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. that's why I thought, oh, he's 
he only got them here to like sacrifice them or fucking kill them. Yeah. Like, I, I, that's what I thought because he was very easy to being like, oh yeah, bro, all these motherfuckers that you can take them on, like kill them. He was very much okay with him killing all of them and these people too because I don't know um, if you noticed um, when he was having the the father and the boyfriend do that thing with the daggers. Uh-huh. Like, you could just see that woman that was acting like a donkey. You could just see her, like, enjoying it as she eats a piece of chicken. Yeah. And even um, that other blonde that, like, was enjoying, like, the look of her face of amusement when um, Alfredo was burning and dying. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, don't give a like fuck. yeah they didn't give a fuck. Even it was just, like, the hedonism, I guess you could say. Yeah. It was <laughs> for to get away with it as much as they could for 1960s they did a good job i mean if this was done now i mean i'm pretty sure like the heathenism would be like wild orgies and a lot of very very bad things well you got to see it in um eyes wide shot yes right yeah kubrick's kubrick yeah yeah i mean uh, it's pretty close to a um a uh kind of like elite party yes elite yeah the high society uh what else is there what other films have heathenism to it well i gotta go back to the purge i almost feel like well the f- well we'll get into it not, later. not the first one no there's, there's not a lot of heathenism in the maybe first in one. the tv series in the tv series yes i i the the purge movies have always come off as a a test of look what the look what these poor people will do yeah uh just to maybe get a little bit of money um which i mean right it's like oh in the first purge or whatever like the movie this was created so that certain impoverished uh, sections of the United States were kind of like killed off. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. Also, um, okay. So, um, going back to his friends, I mean, when he killed that other guy that wanted sanctuary. Yeah. <laughs> just the way he told him, like, you know, like this isn't a church. Why do you want sanctuary? Because it what it really wasn't a church. Yeah. And then that man, like, even like offers up his wife. Uh, yeah, he says, "Yeah, I've already fucked that chick. I don't know what you want me to tell you." <laughs> uh, he was, except it is a church. Yeah, it's oh, a church, church of Satan. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But not to get too into it, but like, if they were true Satan, I don't even know what a true Satanist is. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> there will be more sacrifices there. Well, maybe they were planning. Maybe. Sac- maybe, they're, maybe they're- that's what they were all. They were all sacrifices. Well, maybe he was trying to sacrifice. Well. Okay, do you think Francesca was going to be, like, an actual sacrifice, or was this going to be, like, like his proof of showing that even, like, the, the purists can yeah, be tempted well, that, to Yeah, that can be a sacrifice in itself. If you're able to um, kind of, like, get a pure-hearted Christian woman to believe in, the, uh, you know, the devil, that that in itself, she you, you are able to corrupt a soul, and that in itself is a sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing... Kind of like at the end of uh, Rosemary's Baby, where she just gives up and is able to, and she just raises the kid. Yeah, there is a sequel to that in the book form. Uh, yeah. So, um, 
Also, like the villagers, when the villagers go crawling back to off to beg to you know to be let in, he he does show like an act of mercy and just kills them on the spot rather than have them suffer. Yeah, yeah, he that, gives that, him. That's gives, true. And and also, the little girl wasn't killed. Yeah. So you know that there's maybe a sense of, well, I'll kill adults because they've already sinned. Uh, but children, on the other hand, are different. And you'll see that with the Red Death. Uh, I, it, it was always adults that they kept dying. Yeah. And even the little people were were spared. Yeah, and they were in the castle. Right? So, I'm, I'm kind of like a um, only the innocents or the true believers lived at the end of it. Yeah. I could see that. But I, I saw him letting the child live as a form of cruelty like like you know like 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 the child was that's the same way he let Gino walk out the king walked out of the castle because he thought that killing him would just make him a martyr but letting him walk out to be you know to die in the plague a painful death was more better Maybe. to prolong the death so I, I I think that him let him letting the little girl the little girl boy it's a girl boy I don't even know it's a little girl okay I think letting the child live was his way of, you know, showing that, like, you know, like, this child's going to suffer so much more. That would be so, that would please Satan, I think. I like Maybe. Think. I mean, I, I feel like if he, he would have said that, then I would be on your, uh, like, I'd be behind you. But uh, yeah, it, he seemed concerned of, like, not killing children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, not that one. Yes. You got me. It was very weird. It was a, it was a strange reaction that he had to a guard being like, "Well, we might as well kill the kid too." Yeah. Right. And he was like, "No." Like, I, but I, hey, you might be right. I, yeah. I don't fucking know. Actually, I don't know either. But like, I'm just like you know, just like giving up my um interpretation of it, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. good. You know, this this what this what the show's for about interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So the fact. Uh huh. I'm trying to think of how to say this, but use like, words. Okay, what did you think of the? Damn you! <laughs> what did you think when the before, like when the Red Death, like, like you know, starts killing some of the people, um, and they're doing their their dance of death. Like, what what, what did that scene? Like, how did that scene come off to you? Like, did it show? Like what? Like what does you think? Uh, I I don't know what you mean. Uh, so, was when he's when he think when he's still thinking that the that the red death is is a Satan or an acolyte of Satan. Okay. And then he says that the hour is well, at hand, and he's leaving the rooms. Because he every- says, "Sorry, okay." Because he goes, uh, well, "Uh, Satan doesn't rule alone." Yeah. Oh right. no, no, but that's that. No, that's, I, I understand. Okay. I understand. See, because he's claiming he's death. Yeah. Right? And he goes, well, Satan doesn't rule alone. So it's kind of like, I'm not an acolyte of Satan, but I'm here to kill all you motherfuckers. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was strange where he was like, well, Satan doesn't rule alone. It was kind of like, there is if there is a devil, there is a god, right? Or yeah. there is an angel, blah, 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 whatever. Um. I, I thought it was that. I thought that part was weird. Um, I, I I thought it was very, um, 
it, heavily metaphoric yes. when 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 he was and it, he he wasn't touching them he was kind of just passing through them yes and and so have you have you read the play or or read the book no so throughout the night if i remember correctly there's a clock and then there's rooms right and each room is meant to play off as a it's kind of like a different plague, or not really. Kind of, it, 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 Edgar Allan Poe is very metaphoric in his things. Yes, but um, throughout the night, they'll they it kind of pretty much works the same way, except for the whole Francesca things. Yeah, it, a bunch of rich people are in a fucking castle and they're celebrating, uh, but slowly throughout the night they'll start dying off one by one by one by one by one. Yeah, right. It kind of works the same. There's a like there's a mask figure. Wearing a red cloak and a fucking face, right? Whatever you can't see them uh, at the end. So I almost feel like they were already um, infected, and that's why easily the Red Death was able to get in. Yeah, right. So because you kind of get this, a, a lot of movies uh, uh, um, are made for specifically like. So what did this guy have to say with this movie? Right? Yeah. Is it was my thought. Right. Um was it kind of like, oh, rich people bad, <laughs> poor people good <laughs> or, or like, oh, Satan bad, God good, kind of stuff like that. It felt like that. Yeah. It felt it felt like that too. Especially like the like the way Price was like even Tiny Francesco, you know, like the God is dead. And, like, how could a god, like, allow these things? But Satan, like, Satan offers you this and that and blah, blah, blah. And and protects you and, like. So, uh, I, like, this is. Yeah. It, it, the, the movie didn't hit you over the head with, like, the god is good type of message, no. right? I almost, in itself, the movie was telling you, um, in, in a world like this. If you really think there's still a god, then that's the motherfucker that's doing this. Yeah. Because cause he would tell you, he's telling her, like, like Satan isn't doing this. Yeah. I, like, my god's not killing you. It's your god. Exactly. Because he, he was telling her, like, like if you think my god is doing this, and I'm like, my god's keeping me safe. He goes, your god is fucking killing all the people outside. Exactly. Because, like, he goes, like, you know, like, Satan isn't. Because he makes a reference that isn't Satan hate. Yeah, and he's like Satan is not hate, so it's just like very in there, and it's like pretty good. I mean, like wow, like sixty nineteen sixty four. Wow, like yeah, just like yeah, blows the head. Were, those guys were hippies. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't. I don't think that message could be said now. No, it can't. People are uh, fucking weird. Oh yes, dude. People are so weird, and everything like the. the They'll see a potato chip and they'll think it's metaphoric or something. Like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay, so what did you think of the of the colors at the end when his brothers show up? Oh, I thought I so I thought they were before all of them showed up. Yeah, there was only four standing. Um, I thought I was like, oh, okay, they're kind of making it like a like a um, four horsemen type of deal because they were all in the colors of the four horsemen. Right. Which is the white, the black, the yellow, and the red. 
Yes. Which is uh, war, yellow is penitence, black is death, and white is... Um, famine? Famine. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. Like, these are the four horsemen. And then a bunch of other ones came out. So I'm guessing it was the yellow fever. Yeah. Uh, the scarlet uh, scarlet fever. Obviously, the the black plague. Yeah. Um, so the blue represented cal- uh, Claude uh, Calario. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It? Yeah. I'm presenting. I was about to ask. Okay. Presenting. Uh, yeah, the, so the black death. Yes. Uh, golden death is leprosy. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, violet is porphyria. Yeah, I had to look that up. I had to like look up the pronunciation. Yellow fever. Uh, tuberculosis was white. Really, uh, red was rabies. <laughs> Clophoria. Yeah. Oh, chlor chlore- choleria. Yeah, choleria. Uh, I, I could see weird. red being rabies, being that it would drive people mad. <sighs> That's fucking weird. Yeah. Was the Red Death just rabies? Maybe. Because it was scarlet fever for a while. That's an actual sickness. Yeah. Um, And that's who the Red Death was. There was the scarlet fever. Right. So why was he rabies in this one? I don't know. Maybe someone just like put that in there. Well, the other ones make sense except for that one. So maybe they just... um Yeah. They... That's strange. They weren't doing their... Either there weren't, either maybe that's the way that they interpret it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I got that. you. Well, I mean, so yellow fever is, um, I believe it's it's not malaria. No, it's uh, it attacks the 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 the, the, the fucking liver. Yeah, that's why, and people will turn yellow. That's why it was called the yellow fever. Uh, up in the fucking Amazon. Yeah. The. Uh. Uh, what happened in 1878? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yellow fever is fairly close. It's just amazing how, again, going 1964, how they were able to put all these metaphors in there yeah. without... Again, coming from somebody from like Roger Corman at the early, at the at his earliest time of making films, it was just like this is a very strong film and it's a very done so well. I I mean like compared to like the stuff that he makes later in life and the stuff he made in between this, during this, after this, and before this, it's just like um wow. Again, because like you know, this is the guy that. That started off with Little Shop of Horrors, and then you know, he, you know, does so much of the exploitation stuff in the seventies, and then a lot of stuff in the eighties and nineties, and yeah, 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 he's just he's a it's just like it, it's just amazing, you know. This is great cinema. I mean, like, like not all of his stuff is great, but like some of his, but some of it is, and it's just like really like whoa, gets you. Yeah, I got you. I mean, like he's he even I can like there was like he was willing to take risk and let and let female direct films, and that's something that most studios wouldn't do, but he would do it because one they would save him. It, he just 
again, like he's in the business to make money. So it's like, you know, like if they think they could do it, like he'll help. And also like he's real cheap. He'll give them like the ends of, okay. So here's a little bit. So when it comes to some film, when they would use um, rolls of film. Okay. Um, the stuff they wouldn't use, the the, 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 the cuts. Uh-huh. The, the stuff that wasn't negative, the, of the film before it got processed. Uh-huh. They would cut all that stuff that was not used, and then he would buy all those like unused clips of film to make to make his own movies. So like again, like he was he wants to make money, but he wants to spend as little money as he can. So he would buy like all these like I forgot what it, like I forgot what the term is, but it's where they cut the film, they use the parts of the film that isn't printed, that is that isn't used. So they just gather all that up and they tape it together and then. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll send you videos about it. Yeah, yeah I appreciate um, that. So, um, what do you rate this? Hmm. Ah, uh, that's an interesting. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie. No. Um, I'm gonna rate it a little low. Okay. I'll say it's a six. Okay. I'm gonna say it's a six point five. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is some goofs, especially when the father was like gonna stab him, but the guy already has like a sword out. To yeah, it. they kind of messed that up. <laughs> yeah, it's a little strange. Yeah, especially like the dance sequence with with the I forgot the chick's name, but the other girl with the the dream sequence and it's, like seeing like all these demons go through. Oh, yeah, it was weird. Yeah, trippy. I but skipped through that. It was the sixties. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's like somebody was on LSD. <laughs> probably everybody <laughs> well everybody except Vincent Price he was probably smoking weed <laughs> oh man alright well I'm um, glad you watched this Tim um, I'm glad I chose this film like you know yeah of course Um, love love to show you stuff that like has like a good meaning not good meaning like you know like a l- little bit of history in, in film and horror and things like that so definitely yeah like you say, like, at least this one wasn't crappy. Not like um, yeah, what's it called, Bloody New Year, or <laughs> that other one of Christmas one, Christmas Evil. No, not Christmas Evil. Mm. What what this movie has? Oh, don't open till Christmas. <laughs> is uh, Eat the Rich? Yes. Oh my God! If we had the rights, we could play Aerosmith's Eat the Rich. We don't even have the rights to the fucking song that you played earlier. Yeah, we're gonna get fucked. I hope you know it. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, because we're talking over it. They're, they're fine. They're going to find us. Nah, they won't. Um, they're going to find us. All right. So, any recommendations or do you have any? No. Okay. No. All right. You know I don't. I know you don't, but sometimes you surprise me. You do. That's true. I some I will come. I, I will make it more of a effort to come with recommendations. Soon. No, no, take your time. No, no, shut up. Okay, I'll show up. So I recommend um, The Mask of the Red Death. If you have not seen it, go ahead and check it out. Great Vincent Price material. Obviously. I also recommend this YouTube channel. Sorry, this YouTube channel called Bizarre Bizarre. It's a, it's a true crime channel. So it's um, a lot of weird, messed up true crime stuff if you're into that. Like there is this one guy just recently that killed, um, like he killed a girl. And he like you know dismembered the body, but he was dumb enough to dispose of some of the body parts, and in the, in the down the drain. Okay. And because he lived like in the lower part of a of a building, 
So he, uh, I got. Anyway, um, check out that story. Um, go ahead and shout out. Well, go ahead. No, no, no. Shout, shout out time. So, <laughs> shout out to. I know I only get one. Shout out to our friends at Infinite Apparel and Collectibles at twenty one oh seven Shadow Drive. Um, Eric has a lot of great action figures from horror to movies, Ninja Turtles, Funko Pops, GI Joe, Transformers, Star Wars. Go ahead and check out his shop. Right now, he's having the summer bongo sale. Buy one get one. Um and uh, bogo bogo, what? I said bongo. You said bongo. Okay, I I I, I can't. <laughs> I was like, well, he's selling bongos. That's cool. I can't read. That's. <laughs> I, I totally I, thought he was selling bongos. Yeah, like he he give one to our friend. Um, okay, and um, go ahead. And sh- um, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, D&D, Warhammer, Noble Gaming Warrior. Um, they're located on Saunders Street in Laredo, Texas. This is on Laredo, Texas. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like we don't have anything, right? And you know, no, what? no, 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 that's it. That's, that's it. pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That's it, right? Yeah, that's it. They're like, yeah, like you know, like guy Ocho. Yeah, like no, no, no. Fuck like, those guys. Yeah, I mean, like you know, who who wants to go to twenty ten, twenty three ten Garfield ah! Street? I forgot their address. Guy Ocho's Hyphen Hobbies go uh, go there for all your uh, Pokemon, Digimon, like card game needs. Digimon. Well, I don't know what this is. Digimon a card game or that's just a TV show? It's both. Okay, all right. Just go go over there, check it out. Because you know, if you think your um, Red Death can take on somebody's um, Butterflea Butterflea of Starfleet, go ahead and check it out. You didn't even say it correctly. It's butterfree. I did say butter. Okay, never mind. You said it wrong. Okay, I said it wrong. All right. Um. Okay. So now it's time for us to go to bed. Um. Not together. You know, t- Tim's going to go to his wife. No, I got to go with my wife. Yeah, he's going to uh, go up to his wife I and his child. Sleepy. Yeah. All right. So thank you everybody for joining us, and Bye we'll guys. be back next episode. Keep on shining. And brush your teeth. Share to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com, altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.